Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We were right in the middle of Genesis 24, 16, and we were talking about how beautiful Rebecca was and how God has the best in mind for each of us, and we need to follow His will, and He takes care of the rest. And I wasn't able to finish my thought. I want to make it clear. I don't think everybody is going to get married. The Bible clearly says some people are single, and they are made for that. That's what God wants for them. God knows what's best for you. My point is, just because you follow God doesn't mean you're going to be married or or that you're going to have kids. God knows what's best for you. If you're single and God has you single, I'm not saying you're going to stay single the rest of your life, but right now, serve God in your singleness. God wants you this way right now because it's best for you. Everything he has for you is what's best. What we think a lot of times is what's best is actually not. It's the worst thing we can do. And we search and we crave something else. We crave what God does not have for us. And what he does have for us is what's right and what's best. So I wanted to make clear that God has a wonderful spouse for everyone who he has a spouse for. And there's some, what's best and what's a wonderful life is being single. We have to be happy in what God has for us. Sometimes people, girls will think, I have to get married. I, I won't be happy if I'm not married. They get married and they're married to the wrong person and their life is beyond miserable. And they think of the time when they could serve God being single. They they ha- they were able to tie. They were able to help on the bus ministry. And now they're married to a man who only cares about himself and, and doesn't want them in church. And their, her life is miserable. And that marriage did not make her happy. It wasn't what God had for her. And it wasn't the best. So I just wanted to say, everything's not all smooth. I'm not saying you follow God and, and here comes, you know, Mr. Universe, and he's walking out. But you know, whatever God has for you is going to be the best. You're not, everything's not going to be smooth. But you cannot attain a better life apart from God. That's the key. There's, there's no having a better situation away from God's will. And I wanted to point that out. Another thing I wanted to show from this verse is that she was a virgin. Now, we, we would say, okay, well, yeah, I assume that. But who knew she was a virgin right away? The servant. I keep wanting to call him Eleazar because I know that that's the name of one of Abraham's servants. And we don't know this could be Eleazar, but we the Bible doesn't say his name in this passage. So we don't know if it's him or not. But he he knew this because there must have been a custom in that time that virgins wore something you knew by their attire that they were a virgin. That's not in our culture in America, but it's still in many other cultures. I was uh, one time living in a town where there was 
a group of people that came from the Marshall Islands. And I noticed that some of the women wore these pretty wrapped skirt type things. And yet somebody that maybe looked around the same age didn't. And I found out, well, that would be someone who was a wife. They were married, the ones with the wrapped, um, uh, pretty wrappings around their waist. So the other ones, they didn't. They didn't have any of that. So a man knew, knows right away, okay, that woman is available. And I think that's kind of good, knowing she's available. Now, maybe, I guess putting a ring on our finger would be this a similar way. You know, she she didn't have a ring on her finger, and, you know, She's off limits if she had a ring on her finger. She didn't. So I, I guess that would be how we show it in our culture. So he knows this, and he's, I'm sure, thinking, is this the one? So since he thinks that, by faith, again, it's, here he does something. He doesn't just sit there and expect God to bring her over. No, it says, and the servant ran to meet her. He has just got done with this praying. This lady shows up. He's asked God a specific prayer request. So he's like, okay, I'm jumping in. He runs and he meets her. And he says, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And she said, drink, my Lord. And she hastened and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they have have done drinking and she hastened and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again unto the well to draw water and drew for all his camels oh boy this is getting exciting um as the servant he's watching this we're going to get into his thoughts in a moment but i want to point out some wonderful character traits of rebecca one thing is she wasn't a woman of the world or a lady tramp. There was plenty of ladies that hung out outside the city in those days, and everybody knew who they were. They were harlots. They were looking to be hired for prostitution. This lady wasn't that way at all. He knew she was a virgin. She was with the ones that uh, should be doing what they're supposed to be doing. And you might say, oh, why are you pointing that out? Because sadly, I see a lot of uh, girls trying to take shortcuts for what God has for them, and they're looking like a a tramp, you know? she This was not Rebecca. She looked like a virgin. She Everybody knew she was a virgin. She worked hard. She wasn't out trying to get a guy. She wasn't out. She, when she was sent to the well that day, did she ever think she'd be getting married in a few weeks? Never. She was just faithfully doing what she was supposed to be doing. She wasn't out searching for a guy. She wasn't pushing herself on a guy. You know, contrary to this presence world philosophy, women are much more loved and appreciated in that way. We're, we're told in our modern uh, philosophies and uh, humanist thinking, oh, you got to push yourself on a man. You got to be out there. You got to make sure uh, they know you're available. It's not attractive to a guy, not at all. Uh, one time we were in a Culver's and a group of, uh, I think we're probably 20-year-old ladies came in. I had to calling them ladies. They were beautiful. It was a crew of beautiful girls. They were very pretty. But I don't know if they were soccer players or what, but they 
looked like muscle builders. I mean, they were very strong, but they were very pretty. And I, I uh, looked at my husband, and right as they came in, he said, that is so unattractive to a guy. And I said, what? What are you saying? They look like pretty girls. He said, when girls are very aggressive in there and and kind of putting themselves out like a man, like, you know, she said, that's not attractive at all. And I was like, oh, wow, I never, I never realized that. They were very pretty, but they were masculine and they were putting themselves out as being, ah, we are this. That's not Rebecca. Rebecca is saying, how can I serve you? Uh, no, don't get me wrong. She was a strong woman. What did she just have to do? She just watered all kinds of camels that were there. We know there's 10 of them there. And she did it with a pitcher that's on her shoulder. She didn't have a hose that she just, you know, turned the nozzle and all of a sudden water came out. You know, we think of um, uh, ourselves as so strong or, you know, whatever. We have nothing over the woman of old who had to work so hard. So I'm not saying that she was... uh, a weakling. I'm not saying that at all. She was strong in what she had to do, but she have a she had a servant's heart. That's the key. It wasn't here. I am. Take a look. You want me? Uh, I'm so uh, cute. No, she she's like, how can I help you? How can I serve you? The servant's heart was such a beautiful character trait of hers, and this servant noticed it. He, he saw it right away. Um, notice also that she so, showed respect. She's my Lord. She's talking to him. Oh, I can help you in any way. What would you like me to do? This is important to men. Now, I'm going to say that again. She showed respect, and it was important to men. We might say, why should we care what's important to man? You know, that that's what the world says. Let me say something opposite to that. And let me see if it bothers you. What if a man said, why is it important to show care and concern to a woman? Come on. I mean, why do we need to show care and concern to them for them at all? We would be appalled that a man would say that. You know, God made men and women different and women want care. They want concern. A man is attracted by somebody that shows respect. Now, let's apply it this to husband and wives. What, what if a husband said, why is it important for me to show my wife love? She knows my I love her. Why do I need to show it? We would we would say, what? That man has issues. He's, he's a, a macho man that needs help. Well, we have to understand that our statement of saying, why does men need respect is just as appalling to men. We look at men and we say, that's terrible that they would say that. In the same way, a man feels that when we say, well, why do we need to show respect? Who does he think he is? We must not only guard our hearts with what we are influenced by, but we have to guard our words and actions, everything about us. We don't realize how the world affects us. We have to see if if our hearts, our lives, our actions are being uh, influenced by the world's philosophy. We would say, no, I read the Bible every day. I I go to church. I try to be the right woman that I ought to be. But let me be honest, ladies. I don't like hearing that a man needs respect either. You know why? 
I'm influenced by the world's philosophy. And it's wrong. And I have to talk to myself and say, you know what? As a woman, I need to show respect. First and foremost to my husband. I, that's who I submit to. I don't submit to every man in this world. But also, as a woman, this, the, Rebecca comes out. She doesn't know this man from Adam. She, you know, that's a common phrase, you know, but she doesn't know him at all. And yet she says, my Lord, what can I do to help me, help you? She shows respect. And this was a wonderful statement. You know, if you got upset about that respect statement earlier, here's a hint. The world is influencing you more than what you realize. And we have to guard our hearts against the world's philosophy. So, you know, it's just so much that we can learn from different passages. And this is just a little tiny word. Drink, my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher. She jumped at it. We can learn from Rebecca. This was very good. And it was uh, something that was a great character trait of hers. We look here at verse 21. And this verse gives us insight into Eliezer. I'm going to call him that every time. The servant's mind. So it says, And the man wondering at her held his peace to wit, whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. So he's thinking, is this it? He's right. Am I on the edge of a, seeing a miracle? So it's insight into his heart. He, But he had to allow God to work. He didn't just force the issue. He's like, okay, this must be it. I'm going for it. You know, a lot of us women do that. Okay, we, we saw a little inkling of a sign. Well, let's make it happen. No, He's wondering, is this it? He wanted to know, though, is this really God at work and not me, not him, you know, making this happen? So he held his peace. It says he he doesn't just jump at it. He held his peace wondering if this is the right woman that he's asked God about. So it says, and it came to pass, as the camels had done drinking, that the man took a golden earring and a half shekel of weight and two bracelets for her hands of ten shekels weight of gold and said, Whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in my father's house for us to lodge in? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom, which she bare unto Nahor. And she said, Moreover unto him, we have both straw and provender enough and room to lodge in. What she's saying here is, we got everything to take care of you. You will be fine. We have uh, straw for the camels. We've got grain for them. And I, I am Rebecca. He, again, she doesn't know who he is. And it says in verse 26, And the man bowed his head and worshipped to the Lord. He gives honor and worships the one who worked this out. How did he worship? He shows humiliating, not humiliating, he shows humility in acknowledging that it wasn't him. He didn't do anything to work this out. He bows his head and he praises the one who works this out. We sure like to take credit for things we had nothing to do with, but that's not the servant. He shows right there to Rebecca, oh, 
Thank you, God. He shows who answered his prayer. We're going to get in to verse 27. 27 is loaded. I can't wait to get in to verse 27. But for now, let's remember we can we've got to give credit to who's credit to who credits due. I'm not speaking well. I'm getting tongue-tied. That person is God Almighty. He's who does whatever is wonderful in our life, whatever works out, it's because of him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for doing so much for us. Thank you for working in our lives for our good. I pray that we trust you, that we come to you. And then when you do work it out, that we praise you and we honor you for what you have done for us. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.